Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> hey, true believers. If you're a fan of the other stories, let's take a quick moment to talk about some other dark fiction podcasts that may be waiting for you in the shadows, preparing to tickle your fancy. (laughs) 
The Night's End podcast was created by TOS narrator Jimmy Horrocks himself, James Barnett. With a focus on dark fiction, it will leave you screaming for the night's end before each story is through. That is the Night's End podcast. Miscreation is a horror audio drama podcast bringing you scary stories performed by a band of actors at the Acast Studio in London. Season one is available right now. And Tales of What, a bizarro fiction podcast for all the people who like their fiction from the weird side of town. The Twilight Zone meets Adult Swim, The Outer Limits directed by David Lynch, Franz Kafka doing Creepshow. Season 1 is available now, and Season 2 is spilling out with a new episode every Monday morning. Once again, that's Tales of What. Today's episode of The Other Stories is Seven Chances, written by Duncan Muggleton and narrated by Manny Real Guy. It was hot that night. Joel was asleep, so he didn't see it appear. Even if he was awake, he still might not have seen it. He left on his bedside lamp one that could have used a good dusting, because a strand of a spider's web on its shade floated on the breeze from the bedroom window. It cast a shadow on the ceiling, pulsing like a sine wave at a low frequency. Next to the lamp was a baby monitor that belonged to the other, displaying an empty bed on its screen. As I said, Joel was asleep, so he didn't see the shadow form a shape. Just for him, it was the number one. Probably would have missed it anyway if it hadn't held the shape for that second too long to be considered a coincidence. And then it was gone. His first chance. Joel woke up at 7am as usual. No alarm, it just happened. He tried to set one once for 6.45am, but he turned it off in his sleep and then woke up 15 minutes later. His body was wired for 7am. He turned the shower on and removed his boxes, staring at himself in the mirror and wondering where it all went wrong. He thought there was something he needed to do, but he'd forgotten. On the bathroom floor were kids' bath toys, but he didn't stand on any of them, as you might expect. His feet were trained to avoid them, though he doesn't know when he learnt the skill. The shower heated up slow, but when it got hot it really charred the skin. Joel liked a hot shower. He washed himself now with the body soap he'd replaced his shower gel with, thinking he was saving the planet by using one less plastic bottle. He didn't care for the soap. The steam fogged up the windows and peeled the ceiling paint. It started to move in a different direction, but Joel didn't see. It swirled a foot away from his face into a shape, a shape he'd have recognised if he only opened his eyes. You'll miss it, Joel. What's that? Joel said, turning around. He didn't dare open his eyes in case soap got into them. In front of him, number two appeared, made of steam. He rinsed his face under the water and then opened his eyes, but of course, he only saw steam, nothing more. Breakfast was shreddies with skimmed milk. His friends thought he was insane for liking skimmed milk. Really, who chooses skimmed milk? Joel did. On the kitchen counter was a half-eaten bowl of Weetabix with whole milk. Joel didn't like whole milk, and he hated when bowls were left on the side, especially if he didn't know who had left them there. There was a dirty baby's bib on the floor by the door, waiting to be taken out to the washing machine. Joel finished his cereal and tipped the leftover milk down the sink. He looked out the kitchen window as he did it. Look down, Joel. Joel looked down, not knowing why. He thought it was funny how the milk was draining away like that, forming a weird shape, 
A specific shape, a number, the number three. What is it, Joel? Nothing, Joel said to no one or himself. He turned on the cold tap to wash the milk down. It was your third chance, Joel. Joel was getting ready for work in his bedroom. He was alone, sitting on the edge of the bed next to the indentations from two bodies. Where is everybody, Joel? Joel stopped, met with a flash of memory. Or, not quite a memory, an other, he liked to call it. A glimpse into another version of him with a wife who had made the indentation in his bed and left the half-eaten bowl of cereal on the side. And something he couldn't put his finger on. Joel, you're forgetting. He tied his tie with no real effort and sat with his hands beside him. I must remember to get bread on the way home, he said to himself. Not that, Joel. Something important. Joel contemplates the tie. Not feeling the tie today, he said, and loosened it. He threw it on the floor, and in its descent it happened to curl into another shape. Much like the previous three, it could be missed, and you only really see it if you're looking for it. What are you looking for, Joel? The number four appeared and then disappeared before the tie hit the floor. I'm looking for something more casual, he said, for no one to hear. He'd miss that one too. You're running out, Joel. Joel looked at his phone for the time. Crap, he said. Later than I thought. On the way to his bike, there was another flash. An other. He'd started biking because his wife would need the car in the daytimes. He can't remember why, but he thought the bike ride would keep him fit. That was in the other. Not his real life. This one. There are no cars, Joel. Joel snapped his head, confirmed that yes, indeed, there were no other cars on the road. He thought maybe he'd got the time wrong. Daylight savings? Not in July. He pushed off and turned onto the main road. Why are you biking, Joel? Your car is at home. It is, yeah. Above him, one of the trees that lined the road was twisting its branches in the breeze giving Joel another sign, the number five. It disappeared, but Joel never looked up when he rode on his bike anyway, so it was wasting its time. Everybody's wasting their time, Joel laughed. You only have two more, Joel. All right, Joel said, annoyed. He pedaled harder, but he went no faster. Man, was it hot. He thought it may have been the heat, but Joel was seeing the other side more and more. Cars faded in and out. A something and then a nothing. Sometimes he enjoyed cycling, but other times it was a chore. Not other times. Or maybe it was other him. Not him, him. Other him had a backpack with a bottle of water his wife would always put in there since he was so forgetful. He applied the brakes and reached behind, scooting the bag round to the front on one shoulder. No, it couldn't have been the other him, since the bottle was in his bag. The real he. Starting to make sense yet, Joel. Joel was pissed. I'm not that guy, he said, pushing off again. Water was gushing from a burst pipe under the pavement ahead of him. You gotta see it, Joel. Nothing to see, he replied. The water bubbled into the shape of a six, and Joel chose not to see it or acknowledge it. That's where he keeps going wrong. Joel didn't recognise this part of the journey. Usually the park was on the left when he was coming home. He turned around without realising. They're waiting for you at home, Joel. No, they're, they're not. Nobody is. 
I'm not who you think I am. Who do you think you are? I'm not the other one. I'm me. Then where are you going? I don't. Back home? You tell me. You've only got one more chance. He pushed through some traffic lights on red, but it didn't matter, since there was no traffic. But then there was traffic and all the noise of the day, but Joel ignored it and it went away again. You can still make it, Joel. There's still time. There's nothing there for me, it's all his. He clipped a lamppost with his handlebar and the front wheel jerked to the side. Joel fell, scraping skin from his hands and his elbows. You're hurt, Joel, but it'll heal. Everything does. A man walked past asking him if he was okay and was he hurt, but then he didn't say anything because no one was there. You can probably walk back, Joel. The last one is waiting for you. I don't care, Joel said it, but he started walking anyway. I don't deserve it. He was nearing his street. He hadn't biked far at all. Time felt slow and sticky to him, and the activity of other people began to bleed into his reality. The one where he takes the final chance, but he already knows he won't. I don't deserve it, he said to the floor. When he reached his front door, he realised he'd forgotten to lock it. Everyone always told him he lived in a dodgy area, but he was always forgetting to lock his door and he still had all of his stuff. You're sure it's not his? Joel observes the hallway behind the front door. His other had recently decorated and it looked nice. Nice enough for guests. Like the ones at the other end of the hallway in the kitchen. Three figures were huddled on the floor. Two of them, one far smaller than the other, were kneeling over a third. Each one was so still. Joel looked, afraid to face the intruders in the house that was his. He stepped a little closer and saw something crawling towards him away from the group. It was dark and red. Watch it carefully, Joel. Be ready. It's blood, he said, nearing the figures, still not moving. One figure had their hand over their mouth, stifling a scream. The other was crying, but the tears were stuck in place. The third was lying beneath him, the source of the blood. Joel looked at the face of the body and then the blood. It's his blood, he said. The blood was the only thing moving. Time was still and the world felt foreign. Toys lay about the floor. I've crossed over to the other, he said. There's no such thing, Joel. Watch. Joel looked and there the blood started to curl into a shape which mesmerised him. The body, he started to say. There's still time, don't look away. The number seven appeared in red. Joel wanted to ignore it and ignore everything that was happening, but the body. None of the figures moved. Joel looked at one of them, a woman, beautiful. The other was a boy, no older than five, who looked just like her. Joel recognised them. They were the other's wife and son, the life he wanted but couldn't have. It isn't my life, Joel said. That's not me. He referred to the dying man in the woman's arms, his throat open and pouring blood between her clenched fingers. But the scene was standing still. Do you remember, Joel? Do you remember what you did, why you're here? Joel held back tears. I'm here because he made me. I made me. When I put that knife in my throat. This is your last chance, Joel, before your chances run out. A chance to see who I hurt, Joel said. Yes. A chance to undo my decision, to remember. Time began to move and Joel's wife and son both started to move. Their cries went from a deep bellow to their regular pitch as the seconds caught up with themselves. Joel knelt towards the other's wife, 
that was his wife and knew what he had to do. If you acknowledge it, Joel, you can see them again. Acknowledge your mistake and you won't lose them. Joel half smiled and pulled back from them, standing up. It wasn't a mistake, he said. I don't deserve to be with them. I deserve to be here, where there's no one I can hurt. This was your final chance, Joel. There won't be another. I know, Joel said, watching as the final breaths left his body. The young boy didn't understand what was happening, why his dad was covered in red stuff that was now all over his mum, who was sobbing uncontrollably. He didn't understand, but he wanted his dad to tell him it was okay, but he also wanted to tell him it was okay, and that everybody gets sad sometimes, so sad they do crazy things they might regret. I love you, Joel told his son, and I'm so sorry, I can't. Joel looked at his son, seeing everything he would ever achieve in his father's absence, and was happy. He turned to face what was waiting for him, now he had missed his chance. He turned to face... It's time, Joel. Let's go. His son was the only one who saw him disappear. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Seven Chances was written by Duncan Muggleton, narrated by Manny Real Guy, edited by Carl Hughes, with music by Daniel Birch and Tom Robson. The sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Duncan is one half of the editing team on The Other Stories. He occasionally writes stories that he says no one reads, but that's not true. He also makes music over on his indie record label, Temporal Recordings. All of his music is free and can be found at temporalrecordings.wordpress.com or follow him on Twitter at, at Duncan Muggleton. Manny Real Guy is a man and he's a real guy. That's all I can say about him. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters and comic books are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time.